I suppose we should give Vicky some of the credit, but most of the work was done by her husband. Let's get that straight. In fact, Vicky's husband, Peter, ended up the most important part of the adventure in two ways. It all began with the zombie invasion. If it hadn't been for that, there would be no story, no marvellous discovery. We lived pretty far away from everything. The zombies were mainly in the cities and where we lived in the suburbs, it was all big gated houses in tree-lined lanes. We felt very secure and carried on as normal. Ladies who lunch, best friends that have a wine in the afternoon, and our friends and their husbands over for dinner once a week. Back then, we had not even seen a zombie in our neck of the woods. We never thought we would. It was enough to see them on the TV screen. Peter, Vicky's husband, worked closer to the city. He was a scientist and was chauffeured from his home to his place of work through the odd zombie-strewn hills to try and find a way to stop them. To save us. They had captured several specimens. He and his colleagues were doing experiments on them. This we found very exciting. This brightened up our repetitive lives. We all had past glories that we traded on. Peter's wife, Vicky, was a beauty queen. I had been in one of the soaps for a short while. Jane had been an athlete and Scarlett had been a singer. We had all had success and attracted a rich husband. Now we were all close to 50 years old and having the odd procedure to preserve that sparkle, to preserve our marriage. Peter was tasked with finding a vaccination to protect everyone against the zombies. He had to find out how they worked and he came home at night with tales about chopping zombies up whilst they were still alive, so to speak, on the table and testing little the bits when they were off the zombie to see how long they stayed alive. The cells stayed new without the muscles and bones beneath them. Before she could not move, it still remained fresh. This isn't marked, though the scientists expected. But what about when we were over at Vicky's house only had an idea? It was one of those off-the-cuff remarks, which I still regret that. But then we sat around the auto fire, excited about all the happenings in the city and feeling safe and cosy in our little castles. You seem to have found something that stops degeneration in its path. I laughed. Peter, if whatever is in it can do that to dead flesh, imagine what it can do to live tissue. It might even be the fountain of youth. That was the seed. The men thought nothing of it but me and my friends looked at one another. Vicky thought of it another way. Peter, this could make us really rich. Richer than our wildest dreams, don't you, in a cream? Or anyway, really, and sold it to women Michaels. We'd be millionaires, Vicky said. I know I'd buy it, Scarlet said. We all said we would too. Even Jane's husband said there was a market for it in the upcoming market of male beauty. Over the next few days... Whilst conducting experiments on the zombies for the government, he was also, what else we could do with the zombie flesh? Originality came home and told us what was going off. If we excitedly could see that this was going to be a reality quite quickly. Within a month that was done. 
Peter had been testing it on himself, and a small patch Tony's hands within two days. It comes to, long four liver spots were gone, and it's even though we haven't noticed that they were aching so much, Marie realised how much they had been because the eggs are gone. We were eager to try the product and said that we would willingly test the cream for him. Vicky imagined that she could compete in her pageants, wearing swimming costume and feeling more beautiful than ever. Jane wanted to run again, to at least match her personal best, to feel healthy and vibrant. Scarlett wanted her old vocal cords back. She didn't like the age in her voice, even more so. She didn't like the pound she had put on. And of course, I wanted to be the star again. And then another miracle happened. After the first two weeks that we had been using the cream, a cure was found. That cure was because of the cream. The rejected parts that Peter didn't need for the serum proved to be the exact chemicals he needed to stop the zombie outbreak. An inoculation was developed and the government quickly started producing it en masse. We all couldn't be happier for a short while. On Christmas Day, we all had lunch together. None of us had given birth to children. We were all waiting for the time that our youth would come back, our former purposes. Somehow, we all knew it would. Besides that, if we had given our husbands some small human that they loved too, they might not love us as much anymore. Over dinner, something crept in and spoiled the merriment, and it was me whose head it crept inside. I realised what this lack in the undead population would do to us. Peter, there will still be some zombies to experiment on, you know, in your laboratory, I asked. I doubt it, no. They don't want any of them about, even with the inoculation. Let's face it, these creatures need to be given a final resting place, Peter said. I poked a sprout with my fork. Well, what about us? All of us. We need you to make the cream, I said. Oh, yes, Vicky insisted. You'll have to keep one stashed somewhere. There is literally nowhere that I could stash one, Peter said. You had a good run on it. I can't help it that it won't be happening any more. We looked at one another in horror. We could all see the changes in our hair, in our faces, in the way we walked. We were not going back. Besides that, Jane had started training. Scarlet had contacted her old backing band. Vicky had already won a veterans pageant. And I was going back to the soap that had made me. I was going to be a star again. How long have we got before we have no more of the zombies? Jane asked. A week, maybe a little more, that's all. Then we'll be safe again, Peter said happily. To hell with safe, Peter. You will have to make as much cream as you can in that week, I said sharply. Vicky should have reprimanded for talking to her husband like that. She didn't, as, although I said it, she was thinking it. I will do. Peter said. Of course I will, but it's Christmas and I was hoping for a rest. I'm really tired, you know. Do you understand the strain that I've been under to do this? And I've literally saved the world. Everyone's praising me at work. 
You four aren't bothered about that. You're just harping on about making more stuff for you. Peter said it in a light tone. He gave a little laugh, tucking back into his pigs in blankets. We could see he wasn't really bothered. Peter did not realise how serious the matter was. He would have to. Don't think about it like that, Scarlet said. After all, you've got the benefits too. Look how fantastic Vicky looks now. And it's not anything artificial. This is how we used to be before being ravaged by time. Remember, Peter, if you hadn't split the components that way to help us, you wouldn't have found the cure, I reminded him. As I said, I'll do what I can, Peter said. The next day, Peter looked a little more tired. It was the 26th of December and he didn't have to go to work. All day, he wore his dressing gown and pants. Vicky was glad that no visitors called to pay them the compliments of the season. On the 27th, he was worse and spent the day in bed. I think I've got the flu, he told Vicky. She gave him tablets and drinks, everything he needed to stave off a cold. Vicky gave him as much as she could because she told him that even if he broke both legs, he would have to go into work before all the zombies were gone. To his credit, the following day, Peter managed it and struggled through the hours, taking tablets and working as hard as he could to secretly make the serum. When he came home, he was even worse. Sweat was dripping off him and he could hardly get up the stairs. Vicky got him into bed before calling us all to come over. We sat on Vicky's expensive sofa and talked about what we were going to do. She told us that Peter had harvested some more on the serum and said that there was still the odd zombie in the labs. He would be able to make a little more. He had not had time to fully incorporate it into the body cream, however. The worst news was that the amount that he had harvested would only last us one month. How is he? I asked. Terrible, Vicky said. I feel really guilty, but I tell myself it's necessary. Peter understands, or he wouldn't do it. We are on a time limit after all. I'll keep giving him tablets to get him through the day. He is struggling to drive now. It really is a stinker of a cold he's caught. The colds are cold though. It's not as important as his work for us. It's a good job that they are escorting him to the lab, Scarlet remarked. Vicky nodded. We all agreed that Peter had to go in, by hook or by crook. He had to cope and come up with the goods. The following day, Peter went in again. In one of his lucid moments, he had been thinking about trying to perform some kind of test to see exactly what was wrong with him. He was finding it hard to shake the virus. It was taking hold of him, in fact, and he did really want to do his best for the ladies. The test would take another couple of days. Cultures don't grow quickly. Over the next couple of days, whilst he waited, Peter continued to decline. Vicky called me to keep me in the loop. He's really ill, but bless him, he's still going in, Vicky told me. Oh, what a trooper. He really loves you, I said. Vicky, what? If he gets worse, 
if it is more than a cold, I don't know, influenza, pneumonia or something like that, what are we going to do? I've had an idea, don't worry, he's going to tell me how we do it. We'll find some way of getting one of those things, so we don't get into trouble, we will have to hide it somewhere. Between us, we could do it for ourselves, if Peter can't do it, Vicky said cheerfully. That's a great idea, Vicky, I said. Make sure you write it down. You know what our memories are like. Now we're menopausal. Who says we're menopausal anymore? I'm not, Vicky said. In fact, I'm actually thinking of having a baby. I'm surprised and also really excited for you, Vicky, I said. Who would have guessed that those zombies would change our lives for the better so much? I put the receiver down. The thought of a baby seemed good to me too. The more I thought about it, the more I wanted it for myself. The future looked rosy in so many ways. Vicky did ask Peter how to do it, and through shaking vocal cords, he told her the exact way. He had some of the equipment that they needed in the house, but they did not have the most important ingredient. He told her he would fetch his notebooks from the lab, and we would have everything we needed. What was important too was that no one else would be able to replicate it. The intellectual property and financial advantage would still be Peter's. The next day he looked like death but called for the car to come and get him. He was breathing raggedly and with shaking legs he made his way out of the gates at the bottom of the drive. When the chauffeur saw him he looked a little wary as to what would happen. The last thing he needed was for someone to keel over in the back of his car. Sorry to say it, sir, but you're starting to like one of your patients. I think you need some time off, the chauffeur said kindly. Peter nodded, but gave no reply, so off they went. He managed the whole day. When he came back, the chauffeur had to help him to his front door. Peter got delivered into the house. As the door shut behind the chauffeur, Peter dropped to the floor and, well, he died. Peter died right there on the hall floor. Hysterically, Vicky picked up the phone and sent out the jungle drums. Soon the four of us stood around him. His notebooks were at the side of him, still, strewn but complete. He had completed his mission. Listen, Vicky said, after I called you all, I got down to check again to make sure that he wasn't breathing. I hoped I was wrong. I opened his eyes. She bent again, opening his eyes, and showed them the grey zombie eyes that they all knew. The other three ladies gasped. Oh no, Scarlet said, he's one of them now. Now we have one. We have one in our village, finally. We're not safe anymore. Scarlet grabbed hold of Jane's arm hysterically. And Vicky looked at her friends in her hall, waiting for us to catch up. Now we have one, Jane said thoughtfully. And we have the notebooks, I said. You don't mean that we're going to cut bits off Peter, do you? Scarlet asked. Peter would rather do some good, I know what he's like, Vicky said. He was trying to save everyone and do all this for us. He worked so hard he obviously gave himself a heart attack. No one knows he is dead. And in a way, if I keep him in the cellar, 
I don't have to lose my husband. Vicky said. It's a win-win. We all nodded. I suggest that we get him down there quickly then, before he wakes up and bites us, I said. I hadn't thought of that, Vicky said. I'm just used to seeing Peter as my husband, not a flesh-eating monster. Yes, let's drag him down now. The four of us in our high heels clumped Peter's body down the cellar steps. We tied up his arms and legs to a comfortable chair, sitting him upright. It was clear he was dead. Peter also hadn't stared his new life either. We went back upstairs. Right, we don't need to make any cream for three months. He's managed to do that in the last few days. So we just really need to study these books and we've got plenty of time. Before we have used it all, we can make the mixture for ourselves. Make enough to last forever, Vicky said. We all agreed that we wouldn't tell our husbands. They wouldn't understand. He had given her details of what we had to do and what parts we had to cut off, plus the correct tools and procedure. The problem was that Vicky was a little squeamish and only myself and Jane probably would be up to the job. I took the notebooks home with me and secretly began to read them. I read them slowly and I knew that it was pieces of the heart and tongue which needed to be harvested as they kept fresh even when they were out of the body. They contained some kind of muscles that didn't wear out. That was where the secret ingredient was. He did mention that they moved after they had been cut out of the subject. We just had to keep them wet in the solution that he had brought home with him. To make sure I got it doubly right, I visited an online specialist medical book site and ordered books on human anatomy. Soon I was ready, so we set to work. There was no point in hanging around. I removed the pieces. It wasn't as icky as I thought it would be. Strangely, as the weeks went on, we realised that the ongoing project kept Vicky busy too. She didn't have to feel grief. Her concentration was elsewhere. As we were a long way from the summer and in the cold cellar, Peter didn't require much attention. Sometimes Vicky sat there talking to him, or at him really, as Peter never replied. He seemed placid, and she was right. It seemed that he was willing to help us, even in death. By now, he was the only one left. All the others had been rounded up, and they had started inoculating people against a second outbreak. I began to study the second section of the books, how to extract that correct components from the dead pieces after extraction. His notes were very precise, making it easy for me to do. Well, that, and the continued study of books. Jane helped too. Soon we had the serum, our first proud batch. Peter sat watching us in the cellar. A little sad, but interested in our work. We would have to keep alive, to make others. He would be the one that remained. This serum would need to be remade, and after all, humans only have one tongue and one heart. I was at the final stages. It was time to combine the serum with the cream. It wasn't just stirred in. I hadn't read the books through until the end. Each bit was so confusing that I gave it my full concentration. So it was a full month from the time that Peter actually died 
until I was reading his final few pages. I read the instructions. This last part was the easiest out of all the stages. And then I turned the page and read his final notes. My tests have come through. I feared it and I'm horrified that it is true. The virus is untreatable. How didn't I see it? I'm turning into one of them after making sure that it wasn't bitten after all that. How ironic that I find the cure and now I will become a zombie too. The illness I felt was not exhaustion or flu. It was my body slowly dying. I've given myself the virus without knowing. I thought I was a better scientist. I took chances. The cure worked for the normal transfer of this deadly plague, but not for the filtered preparation. The virus I tested on myself. That exploration failed. It's in the cream. I'm sorry, ladies, Peter said. So, so sorry for this, and there is no cure. 